final horn has sounded. And today's game is complete. Time now for Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Post Game Live is brought to you by Big O Tires, the team you trust. Also by First Colony Mortgage, your trusted lender for all your mortgage needs. Visit firstcolonymortgage.com. Here's your host, Jason Shepard. The BYU Cougars fall for the third time in a row on a three-game losing streak, this time falling at home to San Francisco. Don's beating the Cougars 73-59. Welcome into Cougar Post Game Live. It is presented by Big O Tires, the team you trust. Coming up on Saturday night, BYU's next opponent, number two, Gonzaga, that game Saturday night from Provo. Let's update you on other local action. We will actually start with BYU women's basketball. They were on the road tonight in Portland, and the 16th-ranked Cougars pick up loss number two on the season. They pulled uh, down by 14, took a one-point lead at 62-61 to with under four minutes to go, but from that point on, it was all pilots. Portland hands the Cougars its first conference loss, 75-64 is the final score. Speaking of women's basketball, they too will be taking on Gonzaga on Saturday. However, that game will be in Spokane. All right, elsewhere, the University of Utah at home tonight gets its second conference win of the season. They've now won two in the Pac-12. They take care of business over Oregon State, 84-59. San Jose State on the road at Utah State, and the Aggies get the win, 78-62. Utah State on a nice little run as of late. Weber State also victorious at home. They beat Montana in Ogden, 80-75. Idaho at Southern Utah. T-Birds getting the home win in Cedar City, 75-59. The news not so good for UVU and Dixie State. Both lose. Wolverines losing at Stephen F. Austin, 78-59. The Trailblazers losing at Sam Houston, 77-53. Coming up next, we'll check in on other action in the West Coast Conference. Your final score tonight from Provo, San Francisco 73, BYU 59. Back to wrap up Cougar Post Game Live next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougars lose at home to the Dons, 73-59. San Francisco wins in Provo. That's now three straight losses for the Cougars. Looking to bounce back Saturday. Number two, Gonzaga coming in to the Marriott Center. Welcome in to Cougar Post Game Live. It is presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your local Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the lowest price on every tire every day. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Let's update you on other conference action. One game still going on. It is at Portland with 10 minutes to go in the second half. St. Mary's with a comfortable lead of 14 right now over the Pilots. It is 53-39 Gales. Again, 10 and a half minutes to go in that one. Everything else is a final. Number two, Gonzaga winning at San Diego by 30 points. 92-62 is the final score. Chet Holmgren with 23 points, 12 rebounds, and an assist. In Santa Clara tonight, the Broncos taking down LMU 79-60 and Pacific Rallies for the win at home. They beat Pepperdine by five, 
Final score, 81-76 in favor of the Tigers. That is a wrap for Cougar Post Game Live. After the break, back over to the Marriott Center for the Cougar Locker Room Show. Your final tonight from Provo. San Francisco beating BYU 73-59. And you heard it all right here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our exclusive post-game coverage continues with the Cougar Locker Room Show. Barcelo, angle left. Barcelo, elbow Game. jumper. Got it! The Cougar Locker Room Show is brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare, official medical provider for BYU Athletics. Now let's head back to the Bilt Bar courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Cougar Locker Room Show is brought to you by Brady Industries. Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment. Brady Industries, honestly better. Learn more at BradyIndustries.com. The better team tonight, the San Francisco Dons. Dons defeat BYU by a final score of 73-59. to And with this loss, Mark, BYU's 12-game home court win streak comes to an end. And a turnabout being fair play from the Dons' perspective. Uh, BYU ended USF's 11-game home win streak just a few weeks ago on the Hilltop. Uh, and uh, so each team won on each other's home floor. And uh, the Dons, big win for their postseason hopes, certainly. And BYU still time to repair um, uh, the damage done uh, from the last three games. Here in the last five regular season games BYU has on the slate, the last six they have on the slate. Yeah, I, I think first credit to San Francisco. That's a good team. You know, we talk about their guards, fantastic Masalski is a real force. He and Tape, Tape was was really good on the boards. Masalski, you know, with that double double, 16 points, 13 rebounds. I mean, and and Stefanini was the guy that really killed BYU. It's like, so you mentioned those starters all getting in double figures. That's a good team, and they rebounded really, really well tonight. I thought that was big. They took care of the ball, only nine turnovers, shot the ball better from three. Still wasn't good, uh, but hit some big shots to get the lead. Uh, get that double-digit lead in the first half, Bouye, and then that that long that long shot at halftime from Bouye and Shabazz yeah. was. I mean, so it's a good team. Uh, no shame in losing to them, but I don't like to. See, I don't like some of these streaks we're seeing going by the wayside. The home streak and the, you know, the the bounce back streak. Those I like those streaks, and they're they're a lot of things that uh, they're kind of going askew. Now the question for BYU will be: Can you right the ship? And uh, it's going to be tough Saturday to, to do that against a team like Gonzaga. So you do what you can in that game, see what happens. But then, I mean, you really have to focus on finishing strong because you've now dug yourself a hole. You you put yourself in a good spot. Now you dug yourself a hole. It's time to, to, to dig yourself out or climb out, whatever you need to do, right the ship uh, and finish strong. And I think if you can finish strong, it's still early enough that that will be kind of what people remember. But it's – you know, it's, it's not a good spot right now. It's not a good situation for this team. Only the fourth home loss of the Mark Pope era, 35-4, and four, is the Pope era record now at the Marriott Center. We'll take a break. We'll come back and hope to visit with Spencer Johnson as we continue. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show. BYU falls to San Francisco by a final score of 73-59. You heard it right here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 
We are back courtside for the Cougar Locker Room Show, which is brought to you in part by Maersk. Maersk is an integrated container logistics company and member of the AP Moeller Group, connecting and simplifying trade to help our customers grow and thrive with a dedicated team of over 80,000 operating in 130 countries. We go all the way to enable global trade for a growing world. Learn more at Maersk.com. BYU falls to USF tonight. Final score is 73.59. Our appreciation to Spencer Johnson for leaving the locker room and taking a minute or two to converse with us here at courtside. Spencer, thank you for the time. Uh, tough night, as always, after an L. And, uh, man, this game had a little bit of everything, including a comeback that you guys staged in the second half. And, and when the crowd got loud, it felt like things were happening uh, in a good way, and, and we could have a fantastic finish. Didn't turn out that way, but a lot of spirit from this team in, in fighting back. Yeah, I mean, it's it's always tough to dissect it right after a loss. And, um, you know, we love the, the energy we had in the building. And um, I was proud of our, our guys. I think, you know, mostly the, we didn't give up, we didn't fold. And we hung in there and, and we kept fighting. And um, and that's something we can build off of. We we got to take that and, and run with it. You just said it's tough to, to maybe break down comprehensively what just happened, but top of head where did this thing go the wrong way for BYU tonight um you know one thing we talked about was our free throw shooting I think we you know essentially left 18 ish points on there when you include one of them ones yeah. right that are missed yeah yeah about 18 points and then uh rebounding we gave up you know 10 12 offensive rebounds so you know you, you combine the two that's like 30 points right there um and those are all really fixable things things that we can control so you know, I, th- I think if we focus in on those and, and double down on those, this, this could have came out different. What, what's the approach against San Francisco? Obviously, the Bouye and Shabazz are, are excellent. You actually did a really nice job on those guys in the second half. I know you, that was one of your responsibilities to, to guard those guys. But what, what's the game plan when you have two really good guards? And, and like I said, sometimes it worked nice, sometimes it didn't. What was the key to, to guarding those guys? Um, it's a team thing. You know, they, they run a lot of ball screens for them, a lot of um, screens from the corners. And um, so it's a team thing. We all got to be communicating with each other. And, and one thing we talked about was, you know, trying to be there on the catch with them and um, forcing them inside the three and forcing them to make plays. And, um, you know, sometimes we were great at that. And sometimes, you know, we, we got stuff to get better at. You've been a team that has had a lot of uh, fantastic finishes to first halves and USF turned it around on you with uh, with that crazy shot before the break, 35 feet, something like that. I can't believe that. I can't believe he hit it. He, uh, they, I was up on him. They called a, they set a ball screen, called a switch, and he launched it. And as soon as he shot at, I knew it was going in mm. straight. You're in an unfamiliar spot. Uh, you know, two straight losses have, have now become three, and you get the toughest of all challenges coming your way on Saturday. So in a spot like this, maybe what's the most important thing to come out of this weekend with here in the next 48 hours? Um, one thing we talked about was, you know, keeping our heads high and um, just keep believing, you know, we, we, what we got is we just got each other. We have each other in that locker room and, and that's what we have, you know. So we, um, we, got, we have to keep believing in each other. We have to, to stick with each other and, and just keep our heads high and, and not get too low about this one because we got a huge one coming up that we have to be ready for. Last week obviously was tough as well. Uh, you had three or four days to, 
to work on things. What what was kind of the focus of this week coming into the game tonight? And what do you see? I mean, you've been around a lot. What do you see as areas that this team needs to get better at quickly to be able to finish strong in the conference? Mm -hmm. um, what we worked at last week was a lot of our, uh, you know, just toughness, getting back to defending and rebounding, which made us so successful at the beginning of the year. We were we were defending guys, we were rebounding, and we were winning a lot of games. Um, so that's something we, we really need to get back to. I think it can help us out a lot. But um, looking forward, one thing that we can control, we can f we can work on is our communication with each other. Um, defensively, com communicating our ball screens and, and our shell principles, uh, making sure we have a guy on the, on the bottom and a smash and a first pass out to the shooters and uh, just, just those things that we can control. Well, he's BYU's second leading rebounder tonight, Spencer Johnson, with five boards, part of BYU's effort in a 73-59 setback. Spencer, thank you for taking a minute, and uh, good luck to you and the boys and bouncing back on Saturday. Thanks, guys. All right, that's Spencer Johnson. We'll come back with Coach Mark Pope on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the final word on today's game with head coach Mark Pope. It's the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. The Cougar Postgame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Economics Partners, a premier national business valuation firm. Learn more at econpartners.com. Also by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, official credit union of BYU Athletics. Now let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. It is the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. BYU head coach Mark Pope is coming up. Let's first hear from the other locker room. Head coach of the Dons is Todd Golden. Todd Golden visited with our intern, Trevor Rich, a short time ago and uh, was asked about the difference between a nail-biting two-point loss on the hilltop and a rather dominant 14-point win at the Marriott Center. More shots tonight. That, that obviously helps quite a bit. We shot the ball better, especially in the first half. After a slow start shooting it, but I think we made seven out of our last 11 threes in the first half, which got us that lead. And then we were a lot tougher, uh, specifically defensively and in the paint. Thought we did a really good job protecting the rim in the second half and not allowing them to go on any big, big runs. I got them right back into the game. This was your team's first win at BYU since two th the 2018 season. Yep. What does this kind of what does this win mean for your program? It means a lot because BYU is a program that we have a high level of respect for. Obviously, they've been a top 25, top 30 team all year, and the Marriott Center is a really difficult place to play. So for us to come in on the road after losing in the way we did at home. Um, I just thought it showed a lot of grit and toughness from our guys to be able to come in here in an incredible atmosphere, one of the best in college basketball, uh, and play a tough, gritty game for 40 minutes and, and complete the win. Speaking of the Marriott Center, this is BYU's first loss at home in just about a year. What's yeah. it like coming into this building and facing against the student section, this rowdy crowd tonight? Honestly, I, I look forward to coming here to compete. You know, BYU is a great program. Uh, they've done a wonderful job with the support from the students and, and the fans. And uh, you, you can't you can't come in here if you're soft and expect to have good results. And uh, I thought we did a really good job of withstanding that early run, kind of kind of finding our feet here in the facility, and then playing really good ball for the last 36 minutes. What do you think? 
about the overall strength of the WCC potentially being a four-bid team in the tournament? I think this is by far the best the league has ever been. I played in the league about you know, 13, 14 years ago now. Uh, it wasn't even close back then. I think, honestly, uh, between us, Gonzaga, St. Mary's, BYU, even Santa Clara, when they're fully healthy, there's there's five really, really, really good clubs. Uh, and it's, it's, it really is. It's the best it's been probably since, uh, probably ever. Thank you, Coach. Good luck the rest of the way. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, that is Todd Golden visiting with our intern Trevor Rich a short time ago. USF improves to 18-2 when making more threes than the opposition. USF was 8 for 30 from deep. BYU just 3 for 13. Dons are now 9-1 when making more free throws than the opponents. 15 for 21 for USF. BYU 12 for 25. The only loss they've had with more free throws than the opponent was the loss to BYU on the hilltop last month. And, and the free throw number stands out, Mark, uh, 12 for 25. But as, as Spencer Johnson noted, you know, the, the actual miss number, you can add on a couple to it or a few to it because many of the misses were front ends. And so you only got one attempt when you could have gotten two and scored two. Uh, just way too inconsistent at the free throw line tonight. And especially early when the Cougars, again, were yeah. struggling to, to, to open the lead a bit, make it double digits. There were some points there to be, t- to be taken that were not. And we'll look back on that first five, six-minute phase when USF was really having a tough time shooting. But uh, the lead never got later than, greater than eight. And uh, USF chipped away. And then once they got in front, were kind of in front to stay. I mean, you could say, well, <clears throat> that was so early and – and they, San Francisco just ran away with this anyway. But let me tell you, it's a different game if you're up 14, 16 points early. Uh, it can make a difference. And it, kind of the, the weirdest thing to me was Tijon. He was so short on his shots. Something had to be wrong. Uh, he missed two front ends of one-on-ones. He, he missed a couple free throws so when they could have extended that early lead. I hope he's okay. He took, he, he got landed on uh, in that first half and just was never the same. And his shots were, were really, really strange. So hopefully he's okay. Uh, and uh, but it, it was an unusual night. Obviously that helps you uh, get in the game. But just so many mistakes. Other than that, uh, it was just it was just an ugly game in a lot of ways. It just was <laughs> miserable to experience the the whole thing and the the technicals and. And the stoppages, I mean, it was uh, as ugly a game as the result turned out to be. Well, the Cougars, as we use the uh, the right-the-ship analogy, have found themselves in some uncharted waters here in the last couple of weeks, and that's where they are right now. And never before under Coach Mark Pope at BYU lost three consecutive games, and now they're in that position right now with one of the toughest challenges in the sport coming up on Saturday with the, with the Gonzaga Bulldogs ready to come to the Marriott Center. We'll take a break. We'll continue with our BYU Creamery Cougar postgame coaches show. Coach Mark Pope is forthcoming. He's finishing off with the other media currently. And we'll also have for you our economics partners, valuable stat of the game in the next segment as well. We'll continue from the Marriott Center, where tonight USF defeats BYU by a final score of 73-59. to The Dons go to 18-5, 5-3 in league. BYU falls to 17-7, 5-4 in the West Coast Conference. More Cougar basketball next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, so welcome back courtside here to the Marriott Center, BYU Creamery, Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. Coach Mark Pope will be making his way courtside uh, soon enough. Let's get you our economics partner's valuable stat of the game, whether for tax, financial reporting, or strategic purposes when your business needs a 
valuation. The right partner is Economics Partners. Learn more at econpartners.com. And uh, on a night when there are a lot of numbers that uh, jump out at you, among them the free throw number, which we kind of hit uh, pretty heavily. Uh, let's go back to the turnover number. Mark, you, you wanted BYU to be at uh, 12 or fewer tonight. The Cougs were at 14. Not terribly over your suggested number, but the Dons kept it in single digits in giveaways, and then points off of turnovers were 16 to 9. So a plus 7 advantage there. Um, and then when you combine the number of free throws BYU missed with that uh, and, and you find some, you know, things that help USF to a 14-point decision tonight and the turnover number, not just that, you you know, you turn it over, it's what happens on the other end and, and they turned those 14 giveaways into 16 points, the Dons did. Yeah, they did a really good job. I mean, when you're, fo- when you're trying to focus your half-court defense, which BYU did a good job on BYU, about – they got their shots off of turnovers or long misses and got open early in transition. That's when it's hard to get back defensively and find them. That's when they did their damage. But all that kind of goes into this number that uh, uh, San Francisco shot nine more field goal attempts. And so even though BYU outshoots, I think maybe I'm yeah, wrong. No, narrowly, yeah, uh, yeah, 40 to 39%. 40 39%. They took nine fewer shots and then – Missed so many free throws, it was just the recipe for what happened. You note the transition opportunities, and the fast break number was 11-2 to two in San Francisco's favor tonight as well. And and then you have ultimately shot makers, and, and while they didn't have great shooting nights, uh, Bouye was 5 for 16, Shabazz was 4 for 11. Timeliness of those shots late in the first half yeah. Is is when they I think had their best stretches and and it really kind of helped put the game away in, in USF's favor. This game was lost from ten minutes to zero in the fir- in the first half. Yeah. BYU started well, which was nice to see, and played it well enough in the second half. Shut down Bouye and Shabazz in the second half. Uh, other guys played well for them. Stefanini was was very good. Masalski was very good in the second. Half. But they did BYU played well enough to win this game. That 10-minute stretch was really bad. That's when Shabazz and Bouye really got on fire and BYU couldn't score and they went from being up. I mean like I said I think it was 40 there was a 42 to 13 run. BYU was up 12 to 4 and then uh, San Francisco scored BYU 42 to 13 the rest of the half. Punctuated by the uh, the Bouye three right before oh, halftime. That was just cruel, man. That was as long a three that was actual shot, not a last second uh, and you said game cr- winner type shot. It was he just pulled up and shot it from 40 feet. And you said cruel and not cool, right? Cruel, very cruel, not cool <laughs> at all, not cool at all, Bouye. <laughs> Jamari Bouye tonight ends up with uh, 13 points. Every USF starter. Scored in double figures. They were all between 10 and 16 points. And unfortunately, on the flip side, just eight points from BYU starters not named Alex Barcelo tonight. Well, that's the real thing, isn't it? I mean, let, let, let's talk about what the, what the issue is, is a lack of offensive firepower and consistency. Alex Barcelo is as consistent as you're going to get. But who knows who's going to score from game to game? And guys just disappear and then they have a big game. And, you know, sometimes it works out because enough guys have a good game. Uh, but you can't have guys just completely vanish in a game. Uh, you've got to, you know, uh, I don't, the, the consistency is the problem. You don't have the offensive firepower. You need Teams are just completely trying to focus on Alex Barcelo. Even though they do that, he still gets 25. Uh, but they're just daring other, <laughs> other guys to beat them. 
and and guys aren't stepping up. They do one game, but the next game they don't. There just needs to be more offensive consistency from guys. I don't know how you fix that, but th- that's the problem right now. How nice it would be to be talking about a perfect shooting night from Atiki Ali Atiki as <laughs> oh, he, score, he scores 10 points, pulls so down good. four rebounds game by game. He's getting better and better. He's had his career high in back-to-back games, shooting a, a great number. Kind of, the kind of looks he gets, he gets what he wants and, and shoots good shots for him. He's 5 for 5 tonight, uh, 10 points in a losing effort. So there are some bright spots. You wish they would come in a win. They did not tonight. We'll come back and head coach Mark Pope still to give us his postgame assessment and look ahead to the weekend. Final score tonight is San Francisco 73 and BYU 59. Our conversation with Coach Pope is still to come on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, so we are back courtside here at the Marriott Center, Provo, Utah. BYU falls to USF tonight by a final score of 73-59. to The head coach of the Cougars, Mark Pope, is on the headset here on the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. Well, Coach Pope, uh, you just spent time with, uh, with the other assembled media and uh, – if, if uh, you could summarize what got summarized in there, uh, what were kind of your top-of-the-head thoughts after after falling to, to USF tonight? Well, congratulations to San Francisco. You know, we know they're a good team, and, and uh, they're big, and they're skilled, and, and um, you know, they play hard, and, and uh, you know, they, they, they beat us tonight. Um, and um, so congratulations to them. And then, and then as for us, you know, we're just in a place where we just got to – you know, we got to go find some answers. Um, the game is really, really testing us right now, and it, you know, it's you know, it, it, it happens. Um, and right now, we're getting tested, and, and um, we're having to kind of continue to see if we can, you know, if we're going to fragment apart or pull together. And and uh, I got a lot of faith in my guys that they'll that they'll answer that test. You got about as nice a start talking first four minutes as maybe you, you, you could have wanted. I think you would have liked the lead to be even larger than 12 to 4 because it felt like there were some chances to push it a bit. But it was a decent enough start for your team tonight. Yeah, I was, you know, I, I thought it was, uh, you know, Alex made some big shots early. I think we got some stops. I just, you know, we, we're just struggling on the glass right now. It's just been really hard for us. And so the first 10 minutes, even though the score was in our the first four minutes and six minutes, even though the score was in our favor, it was super worrisome about the tenor of the game because it was so hard hard for us to we actually had a chance to extend it if we just you know we would have had way more possessions if we just could have secured a defensive rebound that happens um, we, we got to find ways to to fix that you know the San Francisco team has elite level size and um, and, that, and that's what they do we just we just couldn't answer that early but um, you know we, we, we score wise we got off to a decent start and I thought our energy was pretty good and our, our attention to the defensive side of the ball was good except we just struggled to rebound. Really impressive effort from Alex Barcelli. He gets 25 tonight. And I, I know what he has to do to get that many points. I mean, the teams are doing all they can to stop him. Are you seeing, especially going into the second round of conference play, are you seeing kind of an approach that teams are taking to try and, and take Alex out of the game? And if so, I mean, how do you counteract that? Yeah, everybody brings two to the ball. And so, you know, we're trying to get him in different situations where, where he's getting catched a different way. Everyone's trying to take away his catch. You know, I thought Foose executed two back to – one was Foose and, and uh, one was – they were both Foose. Executed two really nice back doors early to punish that. Um, and, um, you know, we, we, we keep working on that. So uh, uh, 
the, the USF starters outscored your starters 69-33 to 33 tonight, and you've said it's not so much about starters as it is combinations of players, but A.B. probably needed more than he got from the other four guys on the floor to begin the game tonight. Yeah, i got to find a way to help these guys. You know, uh, we, we're not performing at a, at a high level on the offensive end. We, we, um, we're fits and starts. It's really interesting. I think, you know, when we we spend a lot of time with Pacific and St. Mary's just break uh, and uh, – Santa Clara. Santa Clara breaking down film and we, we have it's just the percentages are tough for us like there's 60 percent of the possession where we feel like us hmm. we we, we, uh, we know we can we know we can play the way that we aspire to play like and there's 40 percent of the possessions that are kind of shake your head and just like you know we're not you know so so it's been a failure of 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 coaching on my part to, to th- that ratio is is you know is really disappointing and we saw it again tonight um you know we we went through a a stretch for six minutes you know in the in the middle uh 13 to 7 uh, in the first half where it was just like we didn't have a single possession that was reminiscent of anything that we are ever and um it's you know we're, we're we're trying to push in transition which is which is super important for us to to have success but but when we go in transition it's pulling back the reins and you know play calling is pulling back the reins trying to get things settled and for whatever reason right now it's been super hard for us to kind of know us on the offensive end and consistently be us uh, it, you know we're thinking maybe it's it's some some mashup stuff we're thinking maybe it's some anticipated growth stuff that's not not quite caught up we're thinking about it's it's clearly you know on me a lot of it's con- uh, communication issues and um, but we got to figure that out because it's not, it's just not ah, it's just not us and it's not it's not going to be good enough for us to be successful bright spot atiki ali atiki five for five ten points four blocks uh, i mean he just uh, seems to really have a lot of confidence in the paint scoring and has been really effective. You've got to like his progress and, and where he's heading, headed. And, uh, I mean, it's just great to see out there. Yeah, I think he's been fantastic. He, um, you know, he's got a presence out there. It, you know, these, we were talking about it in the, in, in the press conference. These numbers just drive you crazy, right? Because I think visually I'm like, man, Atiki was really solid uh, in the first half. And then we walk in, and he's got a negative 15 plus minus, and and just reconciling what we're seeing with these numbers, and that's just a broad brush, inaccurate number. But like for us, it's been man, it's been a tough time reconciling um, what we're actually seeing on the floor, what we think we're perceiving on the floor, with kind of the numbers that we're getting through the course of the season. It just is, um, it's been a challenge. It, it's it's been elusive for us right now, but we're still chasing. We'll, we'll figure it out. So unusual that you would buy the numbers, outshoot three consecutive teams, and not win any of those games. Yep. And 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 listen, I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's hard to say we outshot a team when we shot forty eight percent with the free throw line. That's what I'm saying. But by the numbers, right? right? Yeah. Right. Um, but you know, and we miss some front end and one on ones, and that happens sometimes. And you know, what made us. Where we've had our success this season is that we've actually had really poor shooting performance like that, and we've been able to overcome them yeah. by dominating the glass and dominating the defensive side of the ball. And and we've just, you know, that's that's been a little bit elusive for us recently too. And these are all things we got to shore up. You know, we we have to find answers. This is a really solid group, and they will. But man, it's tough. It's tough road. You know, it's tough home here. Yeah, how do you look at that 12 for 25 with a bunch of front end misses that makes it seem larger than that? Yeah, it's it just you know it's 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 like good teams overcome it. 
it happens to everybody and good teams overcome it and and for us tonight we just weren't good enough to overcome a couple numbers like that that are just um that are just a little bit eye dropping it's not you know if we're a good team we'll win when we shoot 12 for 25 from the free throw line like if i'm a good enough coach we'll we'll win those games and right now i'm not a good enough coach um, I'm not coaching these guys well enough to figure that out. But, you know, we got a, we got a ton of season left. We have a lot of great performances under our belt. We just got to find a way to, like, overcome uh, this this really, really tough – it's been a really tough three-game three stretch for us. Unfortunately, we have a, you know, a little bit of a lightweight team coming in here Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ultimate get-right game with uh, Gonzaga <laughs> coming in. So uh, – Gonzaga went on the road tonight to took care of business at San Diego. You had a game with them that, uh, I don't know, it, it fluctuated wildly in terms of what you thought you did, I guess, because it was a seven-point game at one point in the second half, and it's also a 30-point game at one point in the second half. Yeah, um, you know, with the Zags, the first thing you always, you're just like, man, can we get the first media not down 20? I mean, that's just, that is their MO. That's what they do to every team. They just get up 15 by the first media timeout, and so you know, you have to figure out a way to manage that, and we did that actually well down there. It was just the other 36 minutes of the game that were super challenging. Um, but, but you know, I got a lot of faith in this group. Um, you know, we, I have a lot of faith in this team, and and um, I think we have great basketball ahead of us. Um, I don't know how painful it's going to be to get there, but I, I believe that we have great basketball ahead of us. And if I do my job well, we'll see if I can do my job well. If I do my job well, whatever happens uh, in the next month, by the time that we get to this West Coast Conference team, we're going to be a much better team, and we'll be we'll be steeled and like have have been through the worst of times and disappointments, and we'll come out of it like like dogs, man, like tough and salty and hungry and fighters and. You know, if if if, the, if this is what it takes to get there, then let's go. Because what we care about is is how good can we be at the end of the season. We're not we're not a great team right now, but we have the potential to be a great team. We just gotta we gotta get better. I gotta do a better job coaching this group, and I will. Yep, you're not at the end of the season. We are looking forward to the rest of the journey, Coach. We'll see you back here in the gym. Thanks, guys. All right, that's Coach Mark Pope, and that's gonna do it for tonight's BYU basketball broadcast. Thank you all for tuning in out there in Cougar Nation. We'll see you back here on Saturday night. You hear, you'll hear from us back here on Saturday night. 7 o'clock pregame, 8 o'clock tip for BYU and Gonzaga. All right, let's thank our crew back at BYU Radio. Our coordinating producer is Terry South. Our control board operators, Tanner Graff and Corbin Radford. Our intern there was Bryce Noakes. Our intern here was Trevor Rich. Our studio host, Jason Shepard. Thanks as well to Sean O'Neill over at BYU Radio on the managerial side. Engineers, Barry Squires and Sean Fay as well. And so that just leaves the guys on the headset. <laughs> yeah, I mean, rough. It's always good to talk to Coach. I mean, I, I believe in him, and uh, I like these guys. So I'm not going to give up on them. Uh, it's going to be a battle Saturday. See what we, what BYU can bring. And then uh, it's all about finishing strong. I think this team's got it in them to do it. We'll see. He is Mark Durant. And my name is Greg Rubel saying in the meantime and in between time, this has been BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Good night and so long from Provo, Utah. Network. Coverage of today's game has been brought to you by Economics Partners, a premier national business valuation firm. Learn more at econpartners.com. BYU Basketball is a production of BYU Athletics in association with BYU Broadcasting. 
Special thanks to BYU President Kevin Worthen, Vice President Keith Borkey, Athletic Director Tom Homo, and Associate Athletic Director for Corporate Sponsorship, Casey Stoffer. BYU Basketball is an exclusive presentation of the new skin, BYU Sports Network.